I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Dr. L- Pamela Gums. Dr. Pam, as she is known, is our guest once again, a continuing series with Dr. Pam, and she is for United Pharmacy in uh, in uh, Berkeley, California, and it is such a staple and an iconic uh, brand there among the community. Uh, what a wonderful uh, organization she has built over the years. And she is, uh, she's terrific. Dr. Pamela Gums, once again, is our very special guest. Binge listen to everything that we've been doing. She's the subject of a documentary. She has accolades all over the place. Uh, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Dr. Pam, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, what is, uh, we were talking a little bit off um, off the air, and, uh, and we were talking a little bit about Overdose, or you had mentioned the the concept of overdose and and having to do with COVID nineteen. Uh, I don't know, you know, the statistics, but I imagine while everything was going on, uh, you know, we were away from our our doctors, um, uh, and uh, and you know, we were away from like uh, like hospitals, um, and you know, maybe maybe some people were uh, were a little. I don't know, less careful with some of the medications and uh, and everything else that were going on. Uh, what can you tell us about overdose and uh, and uh, and COVID nineteen? Well, I, I, what I can start off with is that COVID did increase the stress level across the country. They found out that um, now overdose deaths. Which, or between 1999 and 2017, there was a fourfold increase in overdose deaths. And they thought that most of them were due to prescription opioids and things like that. And then they found out that um, with um, COVID-19 came in, and they found out that the overdoses were not necessarily due to prescription opioids, but they went into heroin and synthetic narcotics such as fentanyl. And so they became the main source of overdose. Now, when COVID came in, the supply chain seemed to disappear. So if you used to go to to the pharmacy, your doctor gave you a prescription, you'd run in and get it and for your pain. Now you didn't see your doctor as often. You're stressed. If you used to get it off of the street, the person that you got it from, he was no longer there, perhaps. You changed suppliers. And suppliers started using fentanyl. They would put them in a, in a pill that looked just like your normal pain pill. So there would be no difference in the way the pill looked. You thought you bought the same thing. But it had fentanyl in it. Fentanyl was a death sentence. You had no way of knowing. And that's what started happening for the death. It it was called synthetic opioid. And 2020 showed a, a sharp increase in drug overdose deaths. All right. Uh, what can we say? Uh, it's amazing to me. I mean, uh, you know, on top of all the other problems that we were having, uh, this is one that hasn't been talked about 
all that much. And, and quite frankly, it's great that you are because I, it's, it's part of the, the whole narrative. It, well, it's not part of the narrative. It should be. It's part of the history of COVID-19 that we haven't um, really touched on. We certainly, you and I haven't, but it really hasn't been talked about all that much. The increase in the overdoses that happened. Uh, Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, Dr. Pam is our uh, guest and you know she is uh, someone who uh, you can hear and you can binge listen to uh, United Pharmacy in uh, in Berkeley California um, she is the uh, she is the head of that and the CEO of United Pharmacy Frank McKay here with Dr. Pam uh, but if you if you think about it uh, maybe there's some other things that that could have been attached to this you know for example right there was a lot of a, a lot of, um, uh, or I should say there's a lot less exposure to other people, and many people just boxed themselves in and, and kept themselves in. You know, there's certain cabin fever that went on if people were alone and they had um, drug problems and they, uh, you know, maybe they were used to, uh, to seeing other people. Uh, when they got alone, you know, maybe it, it, it became more complicated. It became a different... Uh, dynamic for these folks in Japan for example um, there were so many suicides and I know it's different when I we're, we're talking about I guess we're talking about un unintentional opioid deaths or heroin uh, overdoses here when uh, when we talk about your issue but I, I'll just get sidetracked here for for a moment to make a point but in Japan the there were so many suicides uh, at one point in 2020 that the Japanese government, the ga Japanese government set up a minister of loneliness. That's exactly what it was called. I don't know, in Japan, that's how it, re uh, it translates back in English, but a minister of loneliness. And, uh, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense, and it's actually very, you know, uh, very sad and very touching that, uh, that it, it, would, it would actually go to that point. But they did that in response to the suicides that were uh, that were coming down the pike, uh, and uh, they you know they discussed how to address it. Now I don't know much about what happened afterwards or what what the office of the minister of loneliness uh, actually did to try to improve circumstances for people. But all of a sudden there was a there there was a, an attention brought to the fact that people were lonely. Now, again, I'm not saying that was uh, what the case is. That would point to, like, uh, intentional overdoses. But this is another, this is another um, consequence, what you're talking about and what I just mentioned here. These are other consequences of, of COVID-19. And, and God only knows how many, um, how many other consequences that, we've, uh, uh, that we haven't talked about. Uh, let me ask you, uh, are any of these... You know, statistics, when you talk about uh, these different statistics, do any of them address the intentional overdose of drugs? Uh, no, they're talking about um, if you if I use IV drugs and you use an IV drug, we end up sharing needles because we can't go out on the street. That increases infection. All right. Uh, we have coping skills. Um Lots of people don't know how to cope. Uh, I can't get my methadone, so I will switch it over to 
fentanyl. If I switch to fentanyl, what is the dose I use? I don't know. Um, uh, we know that COVID-19, it can compromise your lung function. Your breathing goes down. Heroin thing. Next thing you know, you're in a coma. Uh, it's, it's a learned behavior type of thing. Uh, they said in 2020, drug overdoses increased. It, it, it's amazing. In, 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 um, at first, the drug overdoses went down. It was 2018, they had a drop in overdose deaths. The first drop in 28 years. And in 2019 and 2020, it started to increase all over again. They had 81,000 overdose deaths in May of 2020. And they felt it was due to the COVID-19 pandemic. All right. Amazing. And we don't, they lost a lot of support services. Caregivers weren't always there because they were afraid to come out. Uh... You know, when you... When you look at all of this, and and again, the, the unintended consequence, I mean, I, all of these things are unintended consequences, but the unrecognized consequences of, of COVID-19, this is one, like I said, we, uh, we just haven't talked about before. Uh, you and I certainly haven't talked about before, but uh, Dr. Pam Gums is our very special guest and uh, binge listen to everything that we've been doing here. And uh, and she again the subject of documentaries, the subject of many articles, and Dr. Pamela Gums of United Pharmacy, uh, Berkeley, California, uh, is here once again. Uh, let me, uh, if uh, if if you don't mind, let me uh, just go down uh, a, a tract again with the uh, uh, with with the fentanyl, because fentanyl is responsible for so many different so many different. Um, deaths, uh, you know, and, and again, usually uh, tied into uh, uh, heroin, and they cut it with this fentanyl, this horrendous um, cut, and the people that are cutting it are are criminals. Right? I mean, these are these are criminals. These are drug dealers. These are people that are breaking uh, breaking the law. And when you what you talked about before is that the uh the the person with the addiction and again all the sympathy in the world to to those that are that are addicted to drugs we you know i mean many people will argue and i wouldn't argue against that it's a disease and uh and you know people are you know you mentioned coping uh you know have different ways of coping some people just can never get past the addiction so they because it's illegal because heroin is illegal and uh, and and people start using it. It's not like it's doctors giving you heroin. It's not like it's pharmacists giving you heroin. It's, it's no one that has any uh, any training other than what they've received on the street as training. So you you're going to people that are breaking the law, and uh, and trusting that they're going to you know possibly do the right thing or. Um, not do something that is just for their pure benefit of making extra money. Uh, but uh, quite frankly, I mean, am, am I right or wrong 
in uh, assuming that that the, uh, the 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 biggest problem with all of this is that the people we're trusting to be responsible are are the the least uh, likely to be responsible and that are uh, you know these are these are drug dealers these are these are illegal drug dealers am i am i off on this or is somebody else administering well, heroin well you have to understand fentanyl is about a in morphine or heroin or oxycodone okay the the fentanyl is put into a patch which lasts three days the constant over the clock you know for three days you put one patch on for three days you take it off and then you would put another patch on they they just pull the fentanyl the, the medicine out of the patch and they put it in they're not thinking about the dose um so it varies per pill they are actually killing people uh uh, I don't know what to say. It's something that should not be done. Amazing. Uh, now, is fentanyl on on its own? It, it, it's not illegal, right? I mean, uh, doctors... Well, no, like I said, it goes into a patch. Yeah. So you, you're going to put this patch on, and the patch is supposed to last you three days. Okay? Three times 24. All right? Now I'm going to give take the same medicine and give it to you in one day, right? It's automatically an overdose. Wow, just yeah, just wow. Now I know methadone. Well, what I know of methadone is, is it's used to, um, you know, they have methadone clinics that the government, uh, it, you know, watches and sponsors and uh, and they oversee. And what they do is people that have a heroin addiction, uh, they'll give them morphine. Uh, I'm sorry, not morphine. Uh, they'll give them methadone uh, in order for them to uh, wean off of heroin. So the morphine will give them a similar high that will, uh, that will slowly um, uh, you know, uh, increase the chances that they can lower and lower and lower. And the methadone clinics are, um, you know, have, have this experience where they've, uh, they've done all of this. And, um, but that, when you talk about methadone, Methadone, I, I, when I hear, uh, you know, about heroin and, and all these other drugs, I always think of methadone as something that's, uh, that's controlled by the government. Well, it is controlled. It uses the same receptors as the opioids use, and it does make for a nicer withdrawal of the medication. Yes. Now, do, do pharmacists, uh, uh, do, uh, do people, are people, um, um, uh, prescribe methadone uh, for the yes. reason. Yeah. So, uh, so you uh, you administer at the um, uh, at the pharmacy, and other pharmacists uh, administer uh, administer methadone. That's correct. Uh huh. And uh, and fentanyl, you do as well. Uh, yes. Uh, we don't. We fentanyl requires a prescription. Now, heroin. Uh, is and again, pardon my ignorance on this, but I imagine that heroin is never prescribed as um, you know as a as a legal um, cure for anything. I you know uh, obviously morphine, uh, which I you know again I you know I I know it's different. It's much different. Morphine is they use morphine drips in the in the hospital, and and you I'm I'm sure um, have administered uh, as a pharmacist morphine, but heroin never. 
Well, heroin is, is illegal, right. all right? It's completely okay, it's still an opioid and all that. It still comes from the opioid poppy seed and all that. But um, And it still goes it goes rapidly into the brain. It still it binds to the opioid receptors. But it, it, it can cause, um, it, it, it decreases your breathing, okay? Uh, it can make you, um, oh, like I said, people use it for the initial high. That you you for it goes down. Um, if you snort it, 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 it hurts. It, it does damage to your lungs. It does damage to your nose tissue. It can collapse your veins if you inject it. Um, the the cons are, are, are so many cons versus the pro. The pro the only pro is that high that you get the initial high. Yeah, they call it a euphoric high. That's correct, huh? You know, and it and it wears off. You know, it's it's there, and it's this euphoric high, and then it uh, and it soon enough uh, wears off. Um, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Dr. Pamela Gums is who you're listening to. If you're just turning on your radios or uh, or computers a little late, or you caught us in the middle, Dr. Pamela Gums is our very special guest. Um, but yeah, Dr. Pam, as far as the uh, as far as the heroin goes. And I've known people that were that were uh, addicted to heroin. I came from the music business, and people are, you know, I, I, I thankfully have never tried it, or I had, I've never been tempted uh, to uh, to try it. But everyone that I've ever known that had a problem with heroin, uh, it, there was no way of hiding it. In other words, like somebody could have a dr- a drug problem, uh, a prescription drugs, and somehow or another. Uh, they could, you know, function in society and have some kind of, um, you know, normal life going on. But I've never known someone who was addicted to heroin um, able to uh, to properly function where it's not noticeable. Uh, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, uh, certain drugs can be hidden. Uh, heroin's very difficult to, uh, to hide for the user. Talking about the effects of the heroin. Oh, yeah, a person could see it if they were familiar with it. Yeah, but I mean, what I meant is the users, uh, you know, the, the way, you know, the way it affects them the, the, when they're coming down from the high. It's a tremendous thing. And, and again, comes back to your original point about the overdosing. Uh, people um, that are uh, afraid of, uh, of interacting with, uh, with, with people in the first place. Um, you know, during COVID nineteen, may have may have felt extraordinarily um, uh, restricted in who they wanted to deal with, and they might deal with their their heroin dealer only, and uh, and and because they were stuck in in a room, in a in a home, in a uh, wherever, um, it, you know, maybe it was uh, it, it was uh, you know much more dangerous that they could take an overdose uh give us give us your uh, final thoughts on the overdoses that uh occurred during um during covid19 and during the pandemic and and really uh lockdown um what what should we know what's the least we should know about why uh why these overdoses occur even if we're repeating ourselves, why did these? Why is the most likely scenario that these overdoses occurred uh, more readily during the pandemic than not? Okay, uh, we we um, loneliness, a lot of stress, a lot of jobs were lost. 
during COVID-19. Most of the businesses shut down completely. The only thing that was up there was healthcare. Even the restaurants shut down, and they had to do uh, curbside restaurants yep. and things like that. So uh, w- there was no um, interaction. Your families did not visit. Your friends did not visit. Uh, people became very lonely. COVID-19 also has has an effect on breathing, respiratory depression. Uh, that by itself, any medication you took that would slow you down could affect who you were. It could lead to a, to a, um, you, you, you just stop breathing, a coma, and things like that. Just, yeah, listen, wonderful job, uh, frightening looking back and all the people that have suffered loss. And uh, this is uh, something that, you know, this isn't a COVID-19 death, you know, these overdoses, but you can tie uh, tie deaths uh, to uh, to COVID-19 in so many different ways. Uh, Dr. Pamela Gums, I want to thank you very much for all of this. There's wisdom, the insight. Uh, thank you very much for being here. Great. Thank you. Dr. Pamela Gums has been our very special guest, and it's part of a continuing series. Please binge listen to everything we're doing here. Frank McKay signing off. Dr. Pam, uh, once again, has been here with us, and our subject has been overdoses during COVID-19. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.